Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. in the building you know it is bird gang podcast of nc i'm your host lex jennings i'm one third of the biggest philadelphia eagles fans known on the planet might be the whole galaxy but you know we just gonna claim the earth right now and y'all know when you got me i got my two dogs with me man a money alex turner sb steve boyd my fellas what's up guys how y'all doing today Good, man. What's good, Les? Hey, same old, man. Same old stuff, man. Just, you know, it's the off season. you know, trying to see how our birds are gearing up to tackle this 2021 season. Of course, we're going to drop all the news and all the dimes for everybody that's interested, all of Bird Nation. So that's good. How you been doing? Everything good? Hey, man, I keep it one day at a time, man, watching these birds kind of keep up with this March madness. First of all, let me just say, it's definitely the year of the underdog, man, and I love it. Um, we got a lot of cat, a lot of schools out here out of nowhere putting a name on the map, and I, you know, I respect that. So it's made for some good TV. So other than that, man, just trying to keep up with the birds, man, I feel like they're, uh, they're gearing up for the season to start. So it's good to see, you know, uh, how we get into work. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I'm with you on that. But y'all know what it is, man. Y'all hear that growling in the background? Of course you do. You know who it is. If you see me, you see Alex, you already know SB's right there bringing it up. SB, my dog. What's up, baby? Yo, you know the vibes. Just out here. Hey. Out here keeping my head above water. Looking at the yeah. moves that these eagles are making. Keeping up with this March Madness is my, my bracket is in shambles, but hey, that's what it is most times this time of year. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's the thing, man. I, I know Alex loves the, the, the underdog, but boy, if you got money riding, mm. good thing I don't. But it'd <laughs> 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 be big, man. You'd be yeah, big, man. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, 
Y'all know my two dogs on behalf of those two. We'd like to thank all you guys for joining and listening. And more importantly, subscribing and hitting the like button. Bird Gang Podcast of NC. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to part of the 4 for 4. If you're from the Philadelphia area, you know who that is. Shout out to the Philadelphia 76ers, the number one seed. And that's big coming from me. I'm a Miami Heat fan, but I got love for the Sixers. But SB, Alex, they rep the Sixers all day, every day, 25-7. I said 25. That's right. It wasn't a typo. So that's what we're doing, man. And um, <laughs> want to give a shout out to them, man, and all the guys that love and all the Philadelphia 76ers fans. You guys are doing big things this year. Continued right. success, man. That's right. That's right. Go Sixers. Go Sixers. Trust uh, the process, baby. You know what I'm saying? And Joel, rest. Exactly. Trust the process. Joel, rest that knee, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I need you. I need you back. As soon when you ready, dog. I need you absolutely. Back. Absolutely, man. Hey, showing love to the Sixers area, part of the four for four in the greater Philadelphia area. You know what that means. But hey, let's go ahead and get into our first love, our first passion, y'all. <clears throat> Those Philadelphia Eagles, man. Established in 1933. Whew. I felt like we've loved them longer than that, man. But hey, it's what it is. Um, we got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Um, it's March. I mean, so we're going to discuss a few of the free agent pickups. You guys know that. Um, Andrew Adams, um, Anthony Harris, uh, Joe Flacco, playoff Joe. He's in the building. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to discuss that one. We're going to talk about what to do with this sixth pick. Okay, we have Joe Flacco, excuse me, but do we still go quarterback at number six? We're going to talk about that. And we need to find out what's the hold up with Zach Ertz, man. I mean, like, no, dude, it's almost April. Okay, we even heard nothing. (laughs) Is he getting released? Are we trading him? Is Buffalo really out of the mix? Is Seattle back in the mix? Does Carson pull the plug for him? We're going to discuss that, man, and see hopefully what's going on with that. And then we're going to close the show out with talking about any other remaining free agencies, uh, free agent uh, players that we would like to see the Eagles pick up. And I know the sentiment is that, hey, the first week, the first week and a half, you got to get the players or you're done. You guys got to remember, we got LeGarrette Blunt and Patrick Robinson in July of August that Super Bowl year who were key pickups to our Super Bowl run. So it's still time, guys. We still have a few months to get stuff. There will be players that are released. So we'll discuss that, man. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, SB, you know, you on the mic, you know what it is. You're going to lead off on top, topic number one. Talk about the three players that we picked up. And, you know, what are your thoughts? And what, what can they bring to our team? Okay, okay. So first we're going to start with um, – we're going to start off with uh, – Andrew Adams, former Tampa Bay mm-hmm. safety. Yeah, reading up about him, looking at his own profile and everything, looks like what he'll do for us is he'll add some secondary depth, just specifically at the safety position. But most notably, he'll probably be a special teams player. He'll probably take the role of what you were used to seeing Rudy Ford doing. That's probably that'll probably be the role that he'll be he'll be yep. he'll be Absolutely. at. Um, basically, like, like I said. More depth in the more depth in the secondary, but really more more of a special teams player. He has he had a he has somewhat of a knack for finding the ball, but 
he's not quite at the strength of what you would want for a starter. So he's good to have in case we have injuries or something like that. But like I said, mostly a special teamer. All right, next up, we're going to go with Anthony Harris, um, picked up from the Minnesota Vikings. This was an intriguing pickup because he had a pretty good start to his career. But um, because of injuries or whatever, he, he fell off last year. Sometimes that happens. But um, in Minnesota, as a result, Minnesota did not keep him. And we picked him up for a one-year one prove-it deal for pretty much no money at all. So that's really good for us, especially with our cap situation. But, re, but looking at um, the strengths and weaknesses of Anthony Harris, he is kind of, kind of a ball hawk. He's pretty good at being like he, – he'll be like your center fielder. He's pretty physical right there, but – what you don't really want him doing is making open field tackles. He was that wasn't necessarily his strong suit. So if we could keep him basically, basically play him back, maybe a little bit of run coverage, maybe a little bit of run support, but basically just play play back in um, in support of the cornerbacks. That I think they can he can really make a good name for himself if he if he sees the field. Then we go to Joe Flacco. I think this is a pretty good move for us. People might think, well, Joe Flacco's washed. Mm-hmm. He can't do anything anymore. But we're not asking him to be Baltimore Joe Flacco. He's here to be the backup. Yeah. And what he can do is do something that we should have did last season, but I'm not going to harp on that anymore, is bring, is bring in a veteran quarterback yeah. for our younger quarterback so in order to support him and keep him keep his head in the, in the books, in the playbook, keep him – that, what veteran quarterbacks can do for young quarterbacks is teach them not only just about the game of football and everything like that, but how to mold their life around playing quarterback in the NFL because it's a lot that goes into it. You have to manage right. your time differently and all that. It's not college anymore. So that's one thing he can he can do there is basically show him, teach him how playing quarterback is in the NFL. And Joe Flacco – you, you can say he's not good anymore, but he still, still does have that cannon of an arm. So if he does see the field, then our fast wide receivers can really can really get make some noise with going deep with his own. And also, too, yeah. another thing um, many people may not know about Joe Flacco. He's from New Jersey. He grew up as an Eagles fan. That might not make that much of a difference to some people, but it, it will show that in some way his heart will be in it. It's not just – Oh, it's not just a um a cash grab. He really does have something something at stake here. And and he played his college ball after transferring from Pittsburgh, I believe it was. He did play at Delaware. So so he's very mm-hmm. he's from the area and very familiar with the area. So he shouldn't have any any trouble fitting in. I think it I think it's a good move to sign a backup to support Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great points. Great points. Alex, how do you want to follow up with it? I mean, SB, man, you killed that dog. Uh, you, 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 basically, you basically summed up everything I was going to say. You know, pretty boy Flacco, uh, I like it, man. I, I think that's a good move. One, you avoid bringing Nick Foles back. There was some talk yeah. about bringing uh, uh, Nicky back and uh, he ended- We have, um, which is good, and I think that's good for Jalen. You know, 
And as uh, SB said, I mean, you're going to, you know, we talked, we might have talked about this, and and somebody else I've heard talked about this. I can't remember where I got it from, but I wish I can give credit. But having a good QB room is so important. And, and what I mean by having a good QB room is having the hierarchy in the QB room. As in, I'm QB1, you know you're QB2, and you know I'm QB3. Let's put our heads together and and brainstorm in a positive way. Not, yo, I'm kind of jealous of man. You know I should be starting. You know I'm better than him. You know what I'm saying? Why am I not the starter? So it's good that it's the fine role mm-hmm. that helps the QB run. I think Joe Flacco is going to be nothing but professional, right? And worst case scenario, Joe can win us, keep us from possibly losing the game, right? Say Jalen get a little banged up. You, you never know. He's a running quarterback, so anything can happen, you know? Um Joe could come in and, and uh, one to two weeks and just kind of keep the Band-Aid on until Jalen comes back. So I love that signing, you know, and Joe isn't isn't big media. Joe's not going to be center article, you know, clickbait. He's not clickbait. He's going to he's going to help us win. Um, so I agree with SB. The other two guys, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Anthony Harris <coughs> and um, um, what's the Andrew, Andrew Adams. Adams? I really like Andrew Adams, man. You know, first of all, that jacket he had on his press conference was nothing short of fly. I'm just going to say it was crispy. He was looking real crispy. I had to give him credit, you know, and the energy he's given off is fantastic. You know, I think they're they're both of those moves aren't splashy moves, but they're very solid, affordable. Budget conscience or, or cap conscience moves, okay? They might see some starting roles. They might see some playing time. I don't know. But either way, it's uh, definitely a good pickup. And um, I'm, I'm really excited. I think Howie did a really good job. And I think moving forward, man, you can't ask for, for uh, much less. Like like Les said, we might grab a couple other guys here. But I think the way Howie made those moves, he's looking forward to the draft for sure. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I the both of you guys had excellent points, man. I really can't say too much, um, but just touch on everything, man, and just reiterate, you know, um, SB hit a great point um, with the uh, Andrew Adams signing. Um, as soon as he signed, I immediately thought about Rudy Ford. And, you know, a lot of times people be like, who was Rudy Ford? I mean, he was a tackling machine on special teams, man. And special teams, I know we don't, it doesn't get a lot of the glory, but it is it vital is. to team success, man. It is vital. And, you know, <clears throat> that's one of the things about Chip Kelly. Man, if you guys remember, our special teams was dominant, like, like legendary with that dude, man. Uh, in the 2014 and 15 seasons, like, we were returning every – Darren Strolls had like five yeah. or six – I mean – I miss those because so, you knew every um, time once a game, there might be a chance he's going to get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You'd be watching. Man, like, oh. he, he returned one. Yeah, man. He returned one. I think Josh Huff um, got us two of them. I know he got one in the Minnesota game. Uh, he got one in Minnesota against Minnesota, and he got one against Tennessee um, in a 14 season. Um, yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. But So, I like the signing for that, man. Um, and also, 
you know, it gives us that third or fourth safety in case we want to run some three safety sets or whatever, um, as well as competition for Kayvon Wallace for that third safety spot, which I think is awesome. Anthony Harris, man, I mean, you know, shout out to my boy, uh, Will, uh, Chief Rock. Hey, man, the huge, the biggest uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings fan I know. And, um, you know, so I have some insight on the Vikings. Um, and I just know, like, his 2019 season, um, Harris was a monster back there. And like SB touched on, you don't want him anywhere near that box, okay? You don't, you don't want that. That's not what he is. That's not – that's the Malcolm Jenkins role. You don't want him. What he is is a center fielder. He's, a, he's not Earl Thomas in his prime, but he's a, a tad below. Um, and I was looking at the PFF grades, and since 2018, he's tied for first in overall grades for safety. So, I mean, it, it, you can't help but be excited for that pickup. And I, I don't know if you, the listeners, were able to see the clip of him walking in the building and greeting our defensive coordinator. Man, I wanted to run through the wall when I saw the gap up, man. It's just I was ready to I was ready for the season to start immediately. Um, really quick, Joe Flacco, I think it's a good signing. Um, and, and one of the things that both of you guys touched on, he is a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Grew up an Eagles fan. So he's home. He has an interest uh, uh, an interest in seeing the Eagles succeed. And he knows his role. He's not here to take no jobs. He's not in the air to do any of that. But, you know, um, somebody brought up to me the other day about, well, last night about, well, he didn't want to tutor Lamar Jackson, so why is he going to want to tutor uh, uh, Jalen Hurts? And I'm like, well, first of all, Lamar Jackson was trying to take his job. So he's not going to help him take his job. You guys, we got to be, we got to use rationale when we're thinking here. Um, but he knows Jalen is the guy. He knows his role as a backup. And like SB pointed out, if we can just get him, if he needs to come in, I think, you no, know, Alex mentioned this, one or two games at the most. Um, I got a chance to watch the Jets versus Patriots last year. He had to come in for Sam Darnold. And he gave the Patriots all they wanted That's on true. that one. Yeah, game. I remember he that. almost yeah. won. Yeah, I think we were all talking that night um, and, and, and while that game was going on. So, yeah, man, that, that was crazy. But <clears throat> any event, if he has to play one or two games, we're good, and we'll go from there. So speaking of Jalen Hurts, you know, having to miss some games or whatever, we're, we're going to kind of bridge to the next topic, okay? What, this number six pick, man, and, and don't get me wrong, I am about 95% sure we're going to take a skilled player. Okay, but that five percent scares the hell out of me. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to keep it as funky with y'all as we can. We're going to talk about that six pick, whether the signing of Joe Flacco means we're going to steer clear of a quarterback, or is that pick still open for play? We're going to have Alex lead this one off. Alex, talk to us. Yeah, Les. Uh, you know, at this point in the uh, at this point in the road, we got to. Signing pretty boy, uh, pretty boy Flacco. I mean, it it is good for you know those that believe that we're we're headed that direction, um, and not getting a QB. I'm sticking firm to my belief 
I don't know. Has Justin Fields had his pro day? He did, did he? No, he did. And he did. Now, yeah, he did. And the Eagles yeah. were present. Because I remember, mm-hmm. I, I think I might have put it out or on TV. When NFL I don't Network. know if they were. I know they, I know they were for Trey Lance. Were they there for uh, him as well, Phil? Because they were there for Trey Lance. You're right. I don't know. I might have to look okay. into that. But but anyways, okay. them being there for Trey Lance is a good point, too. If yeah. the Eagles yeah. are there at both of those or at Trey Lance, if they're seriously blown away by a prospect, that'd be, i.e., Trey Lance, Justin Fields, obviously Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson is not, you know, unless a, mirac- a miraculous miracle happens, aren't going to fall to them, okay? And they know that. So Trey Lance, Justin Fields, uh, Mac Jones maybe. I don't really like Mac Jones like that, but who knows? So they go visit. If one of them happens to blow them away enough that they're they're convinced at that point to make a move, then I can still see them getting a quarterback. But again, it would come to a quarterback falling to them. So it's it, it's uh, predicated on what happens between really one through four, right? Mm-hmm. We, we talked about this. I highly believe QBs are the hottest commodity. The receivers have been doing fantastic, but I think this is a receiver deep class this year you know there's only one real baller tight end you know there's a handful of QBs probably five good ones that are worth building your team around that aren't developmental and then you got a handful of running backs some decent some pretty good corners and defensive guys only one real good tackle then you got a sprinkle of good old linemen here and there some good depth guys so I truly believe because it, the wide receiver class is the best out of out of everybody that unless they're blown away by QB, it's going to go Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and then someone's moving up to get Justin Fields. I, I just feel it. I feel it trade coming between three or four, someone's moving up, okay? You know, the tackle's coming off the board. Uh, uh, Sowelli, I, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. He's coming off the board. If he goes, if he goes, goes to six, then I don't know. That might be a move the Eagles might have to make too, because because he's he's going to be a beast. But um, you know that's going to happen. So Pitts or Chase, you know, we talked about this all off season so far. He's gonna one of them are going to be there. I'd be more shocked if one of them aren't. So as Les said, I think they're going skill player, and I think. In my heart of hearts, it's going to be Chase or Pitts. And I think the Eagles are going to end up having that decision to make. You, you know the Eagles. They're going to have that choice to make. Do we go with Kyle or do we go with Chase? And, um, you know, so be it. Yeah. You know what, though? Yeah. Yeah, but That's you know what, Alex? Jump in if, that, if it comes down to that, where we have the choice between those two, that to me, that would be the best thing in the world. Well, no, the second best thing. The best thing would be if we had a yeah. choice of both of them. <laughs> But I know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but right, right. But, right, but right. looking at the way these oof, um oof. the way this um draft is falling out, it could happen because you talk about you got teams like Carolina talking about trading up with maybe my Miami or Atlanta or some maybe somebody trained up into Atlanta spot. Because some there's some teams like like I said, like Carolina and maybe some other team, San Francisco maybe that might want to come up there and get one of these young quarterbacks. So if they do that. Yeah, because Miami doesn't really need a receiver. I mean, they have a pretty yeah. No, Miami needs Miami needs more receivers for whoever they get have at quarterback. Whether they decide to keep Tua or, uh, like I heard in a a rumor today, trading Tua 
to Seattle and getting Russ. Either way, they're going to need some receivers for whoever their quarterback is. But but back to us. Yeah. If like I say, if it comes down to that scenario where we have a choice of one or both of them, to me that's the dream scenario. And so definitely, we don't need to be worried about drafting a quarterback at six. Now, if now if by chance that both of them are gone, I would not mind us trading back, adding some more some more draft picks in later rounds and filling some of these holes that we have on the roster. That that that'd be a good good thing mm-hmm. to do. But I do not want to <clears throat> trade back in order just to end up picking another quarterback in the late first round or in the second round. That would be very counterproductive and something that I can see how we how we doing. So I definitely don't want don't want to see that. But if it was up to me, if he was asking me what my advice would be, yeah. Of course, you got to wait to see how the top first five picks play out, but. You go with um, you go with Chase or Pitts if you can't get one of them. I try to trade back, maybe see if you could get a Michael Parsons or or uh, Sante Samuel or maybe even Caleb Farley. His 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 stock may drop a little bit with his injury. So if that happens, yeah. then you, yeah. you might be able to get him for a lesser price. But that's what I would do. I would not even be thinking quarterback. Right now, and in the, the pickup of Flacco, hopefully, made sure made that a reality. Yeah. Oh, you guys, killing it today, man. And I'm with you guys, man. Here's my thing. Um, I think that Howie um, has painted himself into a situation where, you know. He almost cannot take a quarterback at number six. And and the reason why I say that is because not that Fields or um, Trey Lance or Mac Wilson or Zach Wilson, none of them won't be any good or whatever. But the selection of Jalen Hurts in the second round of last year's draft was so detrimental to blowing up our season that you have to, you almost have to go forward with Jalen just to try to clean that mess up because you have to justify the pick at this point. You have to justify it, okay? And my thing is this. If you pick another quarterback at number six, then what you do is you put the Philadelphia Eagles, the players, the fans, the media, you put them right back in the conundrum we just got out of with Carson Wentz. Now everyone's asking questions about Jalen Hurts. Then you may have rumors that come out. Who said this? The Alshon version part two. Okay, then you're going to have Jalen Hurts possibly saying, hey, I want to be traded. He's a second-round pick. What value are you going to get for him? You're not getting a second round back. So let's say you think about trading him, you might get a third. So you lose value there. It's one thing if you pick a quarterback at six 
and then you trade Jalen and get a second round pick, okay, then I can do that because you get that value but, like but, that. But I think that's what would happen, in my opinion, to your point, Les. If they do go QB, I think Jalen – I think they would have something lined up for Jalen. They would have to. How we would have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, it would just create a whole nother mess. And I think the Eagles right now need to get going in a direction. See, the way it stands right now, the Eagles look to have a direction. We have a direction right now. Okay, we have Jalen Hurts as your assumed starter. We have Joe Flacco backing him up, backing him up, right? It's, I mean, you go ahead and you draft a skill player. You have Kyle Pitts that'll possibly be there, Jamar Chase that'll possibly be there. You can build your team. Just build your team. Let Jalen Hurts rock out this year. If Jalen Hurts stinks it up, you're going to get a top 10. You might get a top eight pick, seven, eight pick next year in the draft. We're going to collect a first round pick from Indianapolis. So if you need to move up, you can pair your own top eight pick. You can take the, the Colts pick, which would be anywhere from, we can say 24 to 28. You take that pick. Combine that and move up. You can get into the top three or four with that alone. Go if you need, if, if you Go need, point. if you yeah, if you need to add a second round, then then to get up in the top one or two, then you can do that. Now that indie pick would be crucial. You're right. For yeah, us. that's right. Yeah. Think about yeah. that. Yeah, that's getting from from yeah. like a ten, an eight, ten pick. Like if, if he goes, if he does a little bit better than he did last year, wins three to four more games, we can move from. Like you said, eight to ten to get up into that top, even three to four, and then we just hope the QB class is a little different next year, and there's some other guys ahead. But then the Eagles still find a guy, you know what I'm saying? But they were yeah. able to move up to two. They were able to get the two to get Carson, so they can't. Now we can't do it. You're right. Now we can't do it. If and, and you don't even have to draft a, another player next year, right? A quarterback. Let's say you don't you, – you go ahead, take the picks. We have 11 picks this year. Let's get some good drafting done. You can continue to build your team, right? Build your yep. team. You get some good draft picks. Next year, you'll have close to – depending on the salary cap, which most are saying will be around 220. If it's around a 220 mark, the Eagles have around $81 million of cap space. So – you build this team, you go into next year with a, a young ascending team, year two of the coaching staff, two first-round picks, okay? You, then you can trade Jalen and get a second or third rounder, trade him, get compensation back. Then you can take that compensation and the two first-round picks and say, hey, Houston, Deshaun Watson is cleared of his allegations. We'll take them off your hands. Here you go. Hey, Seattle, y'all still tripping off set, uh, uh, Russell? Here you go. It, it's, 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 it's a million ways to skin a cat and be successful. Okay? And then with the draft picks that we have would have given up to either move up in the draft and select the quarterback of the future, get Deshaun Watson or get Russell Wilson, 
You take the $81 million and you can supplement the draft picks that you lost. Whoever the top wide receiver is or top lineman, corner, safety, linebacker, defensive tackle, you can kill it. You can do, you can do what the Giants just did. You can do what Washington just did. So, again, like Howie, you know, it, it, it does not make sense whatsoever to draft a quarterback at six because at that point you're not doing nothing but setting yourself back and then causing another problem that we just got out of with Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? So we, we, we're just going to leave it at that for right now. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we got some sponsors that's going to come in and pay some bills. Everyone go ahead, grab some water, take a quick stretch, and get on back here, and we can finish out. All right. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back. Welcome back, Bird Game Podcast. Uh, we're back for the second half of the show. Uh, we're going to go ahead and I – mean, <laughs> We, we got to talk about we, we got to talk about this, and I thought, and I'm going to be honest with you, I thought this particular topic would have been over with as soon as March 17th hit. But hey, here we are. Zach Ertz, man. I mean, what <laughs> what is going on, man? Let's go ahead and talk about it, man. What's the deal with him? You know, is there a trade in in the future? Before the draft, after the draft, are we going to outright release him and just save the cap money? What's going on? Let's talk about it, man. SB, lead this one off for us. Man, like you, I'm like you, man. I, I don't understand what the hold of this. Now, I do know that he was told that he could start to facilitate his own trade. So I don't know if, that, if, if, if it's something they're working out as far as, like, something that's maybe going to happen on draft day or whatever. But if that's not the case, then I can – I'm thinking maybe it's – Maybe they – I don't know how his contract is written up. or Maybe it's something about um, – maybe it would be better off for us if it's one of those post-June 1st cuts or something like that. But but something has to give. It's, I don't see – I don't see them becoming amicable and, and reconcile and, and just getting back together. So something has to give. And it seems like if that's the case, you would want to do it like they did with Carson Wentz and just go ahead and do it sooner than later to avoid the drama. Yeah. I'm like you, man. I'm puzzled as to why that's why it hasn't happened because it for one thing, we have a lot of fans who are very attached to Zach Ertz and it's really I think it's giving them false hope that he's gonna Oof. do that. Because I've seen I've seen some of that too in those on groups. <laughs> so it's like and just if you know you're not if they know they're not gonna ha- have him, go ahead and cut him unless unless like I said, it's better for the team if it's a one of those post June first cuts rather than doing it now. I don't know what the situation is, but that's the only thing that I could come up with as to why it hasn't happened as of yet. I can dig it, man. Um, great points. Uh, hey, money, what you got for me? Yeah, um, SB, you make a good point, man. It is a little peculiarly, uh, peculiar that uh, he's still on the squad, you know. I think between when um, they were trying to shop him, um, even before he got hurt, you know, they were trying to shop him before the uh, trade deadline this past season. Uh, He didn't get moved. Obviously, he got hurt. And um, 
you know, that never came to fruition. Um, so honestly, between that and um, that and what's going on now with him, I, I don't know. I mean, something is something, something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Something, something for sure ain't right. Personally, my belief is how we try to shop him. Okay. And nobody was biting. And then part of the reason could have been because maybe the places how he was looking, Zach was like, nah, I don't want to go there. You know, and then oh, they say, okay, you know what, Zach, where you pick where you want to go. And then I think now Ertz, he told his agent, uh, let's try to get me somewhere here, da-da-da. And his agent can't get the job done. Or maybe he really wants to go to Indy. He wants to stay with Carson. And that's not Indy's not budging. The area Indy doesn't want him. Great you know? point. Um, or it could all be like all like uh, what uh, SB said. It's an elaborate scheme by Ertz and his camp to make it so he gets released, and then he can pick. He can basically pick wherever he wants to go at that point, and go back to and go to Indy with Carson. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. So I do think there's some something going on, something fishy, as they say. So I just I don't know. I think they uh, I think the Eagles right now. Or just in limbo, but I do believe sooner than later something's going to give. But I feel like it's not going to be for what the Eagles and what fans want and what Howie wants. It's going to be something. Yeah, yeah. Wait, isn't it? Oh, I mean, I was listening to Adam Kaplan and Jeff Moser, and uh, to the listeners out there, you know, we spread love on our podcast, man. If you get a chance, check out ITB TV or Inside the Birds with Adam Kaplan and Jeff Moser. <clears throat> they, I mean, they give you the inside scoop on everything that's going around um, through what they're hearing. They have, they're well-connected um, throughout the league, so they talk to other, you know, assistants, other GMs about what they're hearing, about Eagles players and stuff like that. So it's always fascinating stuff. So if you get a chance to listen to them, subscribe to them. But um, one of the things they mentioned the other day about uh, the Eagles is is that Howie has been asking everyone for a third round pick, um, but they would settle for a four, and that's where I'm at with it. Um, if you remember our last episode, I actually, when we did our mock draft, I actually had Ertz being traded for a fourth. Um, so if we can somehow get a fourth, I think he will be moved. Um, but I, I don't know what is going on and when that's going to, you know, take place, man. At this point, I I don't know. I saw an article where um, <clears throat> Buffalo was very, very interested and Zach wanted to go there, but they pulled out because the Eagles weren't budging on their asking price. So, um, I'm not sure, man. I just, at this point, you know, hold them up until the draft if you can and see if anyone bites because there's a tight end that they weren't able to get. Try to get that fourth. If you can't get that fourth around draft time, just let them go. If you if you want to if you if you want to make up for it, right. you could rework his contract and then release him. You know, you could do like you did with Alshon and Malik. You know, you don't have to designate him a, a June first cut, but just say, hey, look, we're gonna rework your contract. We're gonna release you. We're gonna save more money on this on on this year's salary cap. I'm sure he'll do it. So instead of saving close to five million, maybe you can save eight or nine million. So that's just where I'm at, man. We just we got to get it done, though, because at this point, you know, it's just 
it's too much. You know what I mean? And, and that's just, just where we're at with it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump on to topic number four. And there's still a ton of free agents out there that are available that can help teams. So we're going to discuss that. Um, and Alex is going to be the one that's going to jump off on this one. Alex, do you see any other free agencies out there? Give me a list of two or three that you would like to see the Eagles actually go after. Um, I don't know, man. Um, this is one of those, you know, a lot of the guys that I wanted to see here are gone already. Dory Jackson, <laughs> you sucker. Going to the Giants, man. And you from you from the area too. You went to the Giants, yeah. man. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Come on, son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I wanted Kevin King, um, but he resigned. Um, you know, uh, uh did Who? Nathan Gary get? Who did he get picked up by anybody? Who I'm, I'm curious. You? I'm just I'm asking for a quick second. You are not the to topic ever say that name. Is number forty-seven. I'm just saying. Did he? Did he get? Hey. Did, did number no, forty-seven get skedaddled about it? Referring to that person, you say Chase Claypool's bitch. That's what you. Say. Okay. That's all you're gonna say. If you really know who you're talking about, we don't have to say the number. We don't have to say position. We don't have to say the name. Just say, hey, man, did y'all see Chase Claypool's bitch get signed the other day? We'll know who you're talking about. We'll know who you're talking about. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm trying to tell you. I thought about it for a second. I'm like, yo, did he get picked up by somebody? Because I want to know who actually picked him up. I can tell you who picked him up. XFL. But I I can tell you if you want to know. I'll tell you right now. You ever see in the mornings the trash trucks that come around, they got this thing on the side of them. Yeah. GFL. GFL. Uh-huh. They, they got Carolina those things on the side of it. That's like those mechanical arms that pick up the trash and dump it. So, you know, they no longer have the guys riding on the back of the truck that get off and whatever. whatever. That's who picked him up. Okay? And oh, properly, properly oh. disposed. Of. I, I mean, it, and you know what? It's not even nothing personal against him. It's, it's not but the fact that Jim Schwartz and Ken Flajoli just were in love with that dude for no reason. And he kept the development of Sean Bradley, of Alex Singleton. You got rid of L.J. Fort for him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring up a sore subject, but I – I was thinking about it. I'm like, yo, did he get signed? Talk about free agency. I know he's a, a free agent. So I'm like, did he get signed? But he probably didn't. But anyways, back to uh, more relevant players and more more uh, deserving players. <laughs> I think the Eagles should go after, and we talked about this in the chat, my guy that's left, there really isn't a lot left. To me, the guy that's left is Steven Nelson, cornerback for the uh, Steelers, who – had kind of a little bit of a fallout with the Steelers. He he wanted out, and they I guess they didn't see eye to eye on something. And he asked for he asked for them to just you know let him go, and they did. And he's you know he's on the market, and I think that would be a great fit. And I think he'd be a great number two. 
uh, across from Darius Slay. And then I think it, if we do get him, if we can, because we've we've struck out in all these corners so far, but if we can manage to land him, I feel like he will go well with, as I said, uh, Darius Slay. And then what happens is we go into the draft not necessarily having to strike rich on a cornerback. You know, to me, I, we talked about this. I think that's Howie's weak point at drafting or corners. And I think if he can secure one like uh, somebody like Steven Nelson, he doesn't have to necessarily go into the draft with that looming over his head, you know, and he can, he can draft on other positions he's better drafting at. So if, if there's one guy left who I don't think we'll get because the Eagles have not been lucky with that thus far would be Steven Nelson for sure. Yeah. Good. Hey, I like that Stevie Nelson joint. I'm 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 gonna preach on that. Uh, SB jumping in for me. Yeah, Nelson. That's a very um intriguing look too. That that could be a very good look for us too. I'm looking at this list of um as of today because I guess they change it by day by day of who gets picked up and that. But it's the top 100 available free agents as of right now. And I'm looking through this list, and one key thing that it has on the list is the age of the players. Knowing that, knowing that we're in rebuild mode, we don't necessarily want to get anybody longer in the tooth like Richard Sherman, for example, who's right. already old, older and has so many injuries and everything like that. He's 33 years old. So even though, yes, he's Richard Sherman, I would not necessarily be looking at him right now. And, and as a matter of fact, Nelson is number three on this list, um, Alex. But what I'm looking at is Players yeah. who, knowing that we have a new coaching staff, when you when you're rebuilding and with, you have a new coaching staff, what you want to do is you want to bring in veterans that can teach the culture of what you're trying to do and establish some culture in the team. So what you so thinking of that, I'm looking at who are players that may have been in Indianapolis or with the Chargers mm-hmm. or with mm-hmm. other teams with some of our new assistant coaches and. I'm, 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 the one I'm looking at is, I don't know how he's number 24 in this list, but Malik Hooker at only 25 years old, and we do mm-hmm. have a need at safety. That's definitely somebody uh, we need to look at. But I'm also looking at another um, former coach, more known for his days with the Chiefs, though, but Justin Houston at edge rush at 32 years old. Not too not too bad. I mean, it's getting a little up there. Probably around the same age as Brandon Graham and them, those boys, but um, – like I said, he knows their defense. <laughs> he knows their defense. So he could come in if he were, if we were to get him, come in, bring him off the bench, maybe get a few sacks or whatever. Like I said, teach the um, culture of what they want to do, and that and that would be a good look. Also, too, um, in addition to that, um, at the running back position, um, we talked about this a little bit in our, um, in our group chat, but um, – James Conner is bringing him in as a short yardage back. That could be a good look. And James Conner is only 26 years old, whereas Le'Veon Bell might be washed. He's 29. And I know for a fact, and this, this hurts me because he was my guy, but Ty Gurley at 27, he looks like he's washed. Yeah. Also, too. Oh, the knees, man. Those knees, man. Yeah. And first also, of all, too, this, this I didn't even think about this guy to. until uh, I just was so, looking at this list. Leonard Fournette at twenty at age twenty six. He's not as of yet. Now oh, we see they that they've been the finding a way to bring everybody back, so they still may. Mm. 
I don't yeah, know, guys. I feel like them. What, but um, I was that's a, that's I a good who it was. I was listening to somebody back. today, and it was after they brought back and Sue. They were saying that what they can do now is probably in the draft look at some of these running backs in the draft instead of getting uh, older running backs or bringing back Fournette for money that they can just pay somebody on a rookie scale, bringing those kind of running backs too. And we missed, we just missed on him. I thought about him knowing that um with um with that Indianapolis Colts offense, how they like to run, have running backs who who are pass catchers. I thought about James White. That would be a good look for. To be a third down back for us, but he oh, but he got man. picked up by um he actually went back to New England, so that kind of that kind of blew that up. But yeah, I was actually thinking about that when you brought up this topic, but I just happened to see that he that he did go back to New England. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey, real quick. Speaking of going back, you see yeah. Mac Collins? Hey, that looks like how he blocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's about all he can do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, yeah. hey, but you know what though? Hey, it, you know what? It's all good, man. At the end of the day, it's all good. You know what I mean? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop three players really quickly. SB touched on two of them. Um, I like the James Connor to come in um, for the running back two spot behind Miles Davis and right in front of. Um, the Sproles version two, um, Boston Scott. I think he would add. He, he, I think, in this offense where they're going to run the ball. Okay, I think between him and Miles and Boston Scott mixed in a little bit of Adrian Killens. I think they can. It would, it would be a nice, a nice running back, back group. So, I would say that. Um, I like Malik Hooker. I, I would rather have him and let Rodney McLeod go. And I know people aren't going to want to hear that. I know. I get it. Attachment, man. You know what I mean? Attachment. They, they are attached to him, and I totally get it. But I think, you know, he's coming off of ACL, man. Um, and I understand we got to keep some of the core and the leadership there. But I would love to have Malik Hooker back there with Anthony Harris. And that cover two scheme, oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to go to linebacker, and um, I think SB brought it up, the connection, and he's correct. There will be a lot of connection between the Colts and the Vikings for the Eagles. If that's the case, um, there's a linebacker that Minnesota had that's a free agent, Eric Wilson. Um, 6'1", 235, four, four years in the league. Very, very rangy, very, very solid as far as a tackler. Um, I would like to see him. I got a fourth guy as well. Um, one of the Jets beat writers just reported that the Eagles are interested in Navelle Hewitt, number 46 linebacker from the Jets. I'm going to tell you all something, man. I have wanted that dude in the Eagles uniform for three years. If you go back and look at the game we played against the Jets, in 2019, where the that uh, Chase Claypool's girlfriend, okay, returned the interception pick six. Do y'all remember that game? Mm-hmm. Man, if you look at that game, Neville Hewitt, number 46 for the Jets, he destroyed – I mean, he was smashing the Eagles, bro. 
Like everywhere they went with the ball, he was he was smashing Ertz. He was smashing Goddard. When Miles was trying to get out, he smacked Miles got him one time on a on a uh, on a route. But I mean he was punishing him trying to get there. He was punishing him. The Eagles are very interested in him. If we can bring him in and pair him with Alex Singleton and then grab another linebacker in say the third round with one of our two uh, two third round picks, we have upgraded that situation. Um, it's too many to name, man. I love Stevie Nelson. If we can get him in here. Ah, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, really quick, I'm going to touch on something that Alex brought up. I want to say it. Adoree Jackson, you stink. <laughs> you grew, grew up a Philadelphia Facts. Eagles fan, bro. You grew up an Eagles fan, bro. And you couldn't even take a meeting with them, son? Now, a Unless, unless the Giants say, "Hey, look, you either take this deal or if you leave this building, we're going to give it to somebody else." If they said that, yeah, maybe. Or you have your agent call and see what the Eagles are going to make. Maybe you did. Maybe you say, "Hey, look, call Howie and say this is the number. Can they match it? If they match it, I'll rock out." They may. He may have said, "Hey, look, they can't match it." Then you make a decision, one or the other. But you should have made the Philadelphia Eagles a priority, man. You're going to get torched this year. I'm going to guarantee that. You're going to get torched this year. I guarantee it. Even Fogel's going to get you. Rager's going to get you. Pitts is going to get you. Or Chase is going to get you. Somebody's going to torch for that. You got to pay for that. So, that's – yeah, he got he to oh, pay yeah, for that, he's man. He's got to so, uh, Hey, man, as always, you guys – Man, I feel honored to be able to do the show with you guys, man. You guys come, you knock out every topic that we bring into it. I mean, you come in with the facts and stuff, and I, I just I appreciate it working with you guys. Um, we got a few announcements that we want to go ahead and hang on to really quickly. Um, Alex, tell our new listeners where they can find us and on what media platforms. Yeah, Les, appreciate that. Hey, look, you can find us on Google Podcasts. Apple Podcast, Spotify, they have podcasts too. And if you're a big fan of radio music and you listen to your favorite radio stations, we're even on iHeartRadio. And all these platforms, all you got to do is type in uh, Bird Gang, you know, like, subscribe, share, and tell a fellow Eagles fan that might be a little optimistic about the season, spread the, spread the podcast on, man. We might be able to change your view. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, man. Thank you to all the listeners. We definitely appreciate you guys, man. I want to say that. Um, my man, SB, he's got some stuff for you, too, some news for you guys. You guys check him out. SB, talk all to right. him. Yeah, so um, one of journalist friend of mine by the name of Kiara Luck, um, she's a part of the, a podcast series, and the title of the podcast is called Real Sports Heroes. And this week they did an episode with Donovan McNabb, it's actually talking about how he's impacting and cultivating change at the NFL quarterback position. And it's not too long. It's about maybe a 25, 30 minute listen. So it's not too long. But if you're interested in McNabb and what he's doing post career and how he's um, infecting change and and especially with um, young black men playing the quarterback position, please take a look, listen to this um, episode. You can find it on Google Podcasts or probably any other format that you listen to if you do something other than Google. But it's the name of the podcast is called Real Sports Heroes. You'll be looking for the episode about Donovan McNabb. 
Nice, nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm about to get that. I'm about to give that a listen. Shout out to uh, SB. Sounds good. Yeah, man. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop it in yep. our chat so you, um so that you can um go ahead also listen to it, but so that you can drop it in um in our information for this episode as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and shout out to Miss Luck, man. She's been doing her podcast thing for a long time. I believe she has a podcast that she does with uh, David Noel yeah. mm-hmm. uh, from from University of North Carolina, who played basketball there. Great basketball player. So check her out, man. She's got she's really into the sports world. She knows a lot. She can, I mean, she can wipe some of these dudes out. She'll give right. us some run for our money. So definitely check her out. Support her. Show love, man. And that's what it's all about, man. So, you know, once again, I know I say it a lot, but I really, really have to keep saying and emphasizing. Thank you to the listeners and the subscribers. Thank you, guys, man. We appreciate it. You know, we love talking Philadelphia Eagles, man. Um, and we would love to share all our knowledge and stuff like that with you guys. We have a, we have a blast doing it. We have a blast planning it. But once again, thank you, man. So, you know. Um, the Eagles aren't done adding free agency, you know, free agent players. We still got the draft coming up. So we'll be dropping another episode pretty soon, man. Stay tuned. We'll let you know when it's going to drop. Um, and like I said, you guys take care. And till then, Bird Gang, we are out. Go Birds. Peace. You never know about a player really, truly, until you get him in your building and you can work with guys. This kid's unbelievable. The way he prepares, the way he practices, and for this city, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. As long as we don't screw him up, right? <laughs>